Ciao, Bella. I am Oceana Fortuna, and this is the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. We'll talk about a magical mix of mystical methods, including everything that works to live your best life, grow spiritually, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, and connect with spirit to embrace the magic that is all around you. If you enjoy the show, please give it a thumbs up or write a glowing review and subscribe so you'll know when the next episode is available. And may good fortune come to all those who listen to the Breathe Love and Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. In today's episode of the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast, I have a very special guest I'm so excited to talk with, Jenna Smith. She is the creator of the resourcing method in which she provides a tangible framework for people to tune in to their untapped resources in order to live a life of purpose with deep confidence and self-trust. An in-demand speaker, professional singer, maybe we'll have her hum a few bars, coach and (laughs) author, Jenna is known as the real deal to get you past trying and fixing to fully living as your ideal self permanently. She aligns people back to their nature as confident, worthy, creative, successful beings. Cutting through half-baked woo-woo and rah-rah self-development, Jenna provides concrete, easy-to-learn tools for tangible results that last a lifetime. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to sign up. Jenna (laughs) Smith has trained in spiritual psychotherapy, ontological coaching, peak performance, oneness, as well as shamanism and intuitive healing from Peru, India, Africa, Ireland, and North America, Wow. Welcome, Jenna. (laughs) I'm glad that bio is written well. I've run it like 50 times. (laughs) Yeah, you did an awesome job. That was, it's really, and I can't believe you've been to Africa and India and, and Peru, you know, okay, North America, well, we live here, but Peru and Ireland, but the African and Indian came to Canada. So that was learned from direct lineages from India and Africa, but I'm on my way. COVID, COVID, I'm going to get there and meet with them in person. But yeah, through some of what we're going to talk about is how to magnetize. And they literally, I had Peruvian shamans stay in my apartment in Toronto at one point. Yeah. And then the African healer does a tour, like a healing peacemaker tour. And then, you know, happens upon his event and he had some pretty magical, you know, when they, there's just, sometimes you don't need a whole three month one year no. course is like they say one thing, boom, yeah. that's me for the next year unpacking it. Like that's the power of deep wisdom keepers. And so Mandaza, even though I might put the link, he's so amazing from Africa. And then in, in India is the oneness university. So if this is something people are really into oneness university has, I've yeah, I've had the oneness blessing. Okay. They would fly in and do direct transmissions and talk. Yeah you know, all that kind of stuff yet to physically be in India and Africa, but I'm on, and, and, I, and I really want to go to Australia. Oh yeah. And work with them. I love all the travel. All right. So let's jump in. I'm so curious about how you get somebody through giving them concrete tools and tangible results and skip all mm. the woo woo. You know, honestly, mm-hmm. we all love the woo woo, but I also like to be effective. <laughs> you know? I like to pay my rent. 
right? Yeah. Or more mortgage now. I've upgraded. <laughs> okay. So, you know, woo woo is real and it's fun or whatever, but I I love that you take it to the next level of woo woo plus concrete. So mm-hmm. what does that look like for you? What makes the difference? What brings it into tangible result? Well, I mean, we're human plus being. The human part is where I learned, you know, physical health. And I was in a car accident when I was 15 and we might go into more of that story, but I had to learn how to heal. doesn't matter how many Oracle cards I pull. I needed to heal my body. And then part of that healing was like, oh, we shove unprocessed emotions in our body as pain. Oh, and so here I go into learning how to be a psychotherapist. So really all of this was all about me <laughs> doing it for myself <laughs> because I just uh-huh. needed to heal. I just needed to heal. And then I also had this knowing that there's another way. Like, so here I am plodding along in this, 3D systematic societal world that we've all collectively agreed upon. We're like, oh, making money's hard. Oh, like all the stuff, right? So I'm living in this world going, but this doesn't feel right, but it is what it is. You still need to pay your rent. All of it made no sense unless this physical world was empowered. Like you can't leave it. You can't go live. I live in the woods, but I live in a house and I own the house and I own the property. But anyway, like you can't just go I don't like that stuff and try to deny it and try to rebel against it. It's just not powerful. And then to our point in the bio, it's not part of your nature. If you were born where you're born and live where you live, that's your nature moving through you. And there's something to empower in that area. So how is one to get out of denial and just be like, oh, we're in this world and these are the systems and there's some real boring stuff and not (laughs) sexy stories about learning your numbers and, you know, like, you know, paying off your credit card in time. Like those are energetic thing. When you, you know, the word that you're like, what, where is that ontological? The coaching I was trained in is ontological coaching. It, It essentially is a philosophy and a science where how you relate to reality creates your reality, Ah. how you pay your bills and how I'm not like a fanatical organized person, but there's a certain level of divineness that I now recognize that soothes my being that like pretty things it's order. It's not, it doesn't have to be fancy, but just there's, there's a certain element of being a being and a human and desiring a certain experience as that human that is magical but it's physical. Again, not sexy, doing the dishes and organizing your stock drawer and (laughs) random things, random things that clear the energy that then give you access as a receiver to more of the woo. Like, so if you're a gunked up human, your woo transmitters are gunked up. So they go together. Ah, I know another thing we talked about uh, before this call when we were preparing was your shamanism work and how you combine it with intuition. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Intuition is the ability to know something without knowing it, right? Without having it fact-checked or whatever. It's just this ability to know something. Shamanism isn't a religion or anything. It's a, it is a way of being, I guess, if I have never said it that way, but it's the capacity to be the bridge between the two worlds. And typically, historically, you would be like, oh, where all the people gonna set up camp where there's not gonna be a flood? Where are we gonna hunt? Where are the hunters gonna go hunt if they're gonna go walk for days and days 
the shaman would tune in to the intangible world of formless, like non-matter reality, you know, that the just as real as matter reality and feel into where the, the hunt will go, feel into where the water is, uh, very practical stuff, right? Like this is going to keep us alive. So, and they have a deep connection with the earth. Right. And I was raised Catholic. And so what I never really realized was that subconsciously hell is underneath us. So hell, uh-huh. so there's this real like rejection to deepening into the earth's magic and wisdom oh. and you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. really unconscious, like, right. Hell is there and heaven's there. So even if you're yes. going to go woo woo, you're like, well, I'm not going down there, even though the earth we're made of dust and water and stardust, right? Like we're this amalgamation of things. If we're not feeling at home on the earth, if we're not like this is my mother on the most essential level. It is true. Everything we need comes from here. And then like maybe your actual mother gathers it, gives it to you. Right. That the feeling for me, and then the capacity for intuition that came from that, the feeling of relief that I'm just not alone on this scary place without a map and without, you know, without intuition to trust a knowing without evidence comes from my connection to the earth. Yeah. A hundred percent. It doesn't come from my guides and angels as much. My guides and angels, I'm like, okay, cool. But then now I'm feeling extreme stress and my nervous system's all effed up. So I can't receive that message and believe it because I am stressed out. But if I feel calm and at home, just because I'm breathing and my heart's beating and I'm on the earth and the earth inherently loves me, it was just a game changer. So it allows me to experientially my, you know, there's different types of psychic abilities, but uh, my biggest one is my kinesthetic embodied sensation. So like I'll feel it in my body. I don't take it on and none of that bull crap. I'm just not, I'm not doing that thing. I'm not doing the empath thing. I'm doing the receiver, the receiver of like, Oh, something's here. Even if they don't know it's there and like nine and a half times out of 10, they don't. That's why they hire me. (laughs) But like, gotcha. That's how we get to the core of it. It's not just symptomatic management, which is a lot of work and coaching. I don't do that. I do deep transformational work. There's a lot of beauty and wisdom to coaching and managing symptoms and helping people along that path of just getting a plan together and getting themselves together. But I do deep transformation. So the intuition allows me to tune into where the biggest transformation, where the origin of the pain and then that all the symptoms that come from that and then work on that work on the actual core symptom uh core or origin not symptoms and the intuition allows me to dial into that whether i know it or not i know nothing about the people i when i do talks sometimes i'll my mom's like you're an emotional psychic uh that my mom said so i could know what somebody's emotional status is that's the origin when i'm speaking so when i'm speaking at an event i can listen to somebody talk and through them speaking, I can feel into the origin of what they're talking about, whether I know nothing about them or whatever. There's just, just something that I've gathered that I can hear the truth of what they're saying, even if they don't know how to say it, or even if they don't even know it yet. And then dial it in and say, you know, for instance, I was talking about how to stop overthinking at a talk, which lots of people need to know how to learn. (laughs) And this woman was sharing, I do my best with like Q and A and like write live stuff and I can like hear the truth. So she's sharing that she's really 
overthinking and scared about her son. Her son is away with her husband and she's at this women's retreat and she's like, what could go wrong? And this and that, and she just can't stop her brain from playing these horrific movies in her head that aren't going to happen or haven't happened. It's that fear, right? The fear. And then she's going on about them. And then I said, all I could feel was you're afraid of loving him too much. And that was it. It's like, if you can, if you can just let yourself love him all the way. Yeah. Like, I don't know where, like, that's not me, but I can just feel that the source of her fear was that she has to manage the amount of pain if he dies. Then it turns out she lost the son. So she had lost a baby and that's that origin of wound is preventing her from letting go of the fear of them dying because she's so afraid of the pain. Like that's all a bunch of words, but all I could feel was you're afraid to love him too much. And I'm like, Hey, like that's an opportunity, right? Like love him. Even if you'll feel pain, like love him all the way, even if it destroys you, like that's, just a better option than constantly playing horrific movie trailers in your head. So that's how the intuition wow. operates where someone's speaking, but all I can hear is truth. Wow. Unless I'm, unless I'm dating is, sometimes. <laughs> that is a really serious skill to be able to cut through all the muck and get to the bottom. That's really awesome. Because once you hear that, it doesn't always work, but sometimes yep. hearing something like that just kind of makes you reverberate into place where you can let it go. Yeah. Like once you hear the incredible truth of something like that, sometimes it all just whoosh, dissipates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like that thread, right? Like, you know, you pull the wrong thread, <laughs> but this way we're pulling the right thread. <laughs> Yeah, you're pulling the right thread. So the whole thing doesn't really get unraveled. It just settles down. Yeah, that is that is really awesome. I love those aha moments. You know, they are, it's almost hard to describe when you get to that place where you have those aha moments because you really are feeling it more than thinking about it. So yeah, I really get what you're saying. Well, we can talk about the place of the heart. So when I, when you say you've created the resourcing method, so that is how your body, heart, mind, and spirit, all different intelligence systems, they're all a little bit different, but it's the, it's the area of the heart, our heart intelligence that is wordless on purpose because the words dilute, they don't, they don't work in that space. And so that's that heart space where we're just being in it. And, and the word with the words, the computing of the mind is a different frequency space to yeah exist in they exist simultaneously but if you go into your head now you've lost the present moment now this is the power of now stuff right like the power uh-huh. of now it's all it's right there but if you're here in your head it was like this but like this but no like now you're now you've left yourself in that uh whoa the experience of it in the present moment I don't know if you can describe this, but what happens when you get into your heart and you come from your heart, what's really different? I don't know if that's something you can define, but it is because I talk about it all the time. (laughs) Excellent. So I do define the heart space as not your heart chakra. It's not necessarily your heart chakra. So that's one thing to know. It's also not, and this is just the terminology I kind of downloaded by speaking about this so much. It's not your heart space. So the space in you in the heart located around the heart, that's all of your pain that's been stored away intelligently because you didn't have the capacity to deal with it at some other point in time. 
So it's a very sure. innocent, non-shaming thing. Like sometimes people that have a lot of toxic shame when I was said like, oh, you have a lot of pain in your body. They take that as like a hit. I'm like, but that makes me unworthy or that makes me broken or that makes me this. And I'm like, oh no, like we all do. Like, hello humans. We're all in this together. Literally <laughs> before COVID, we were still all in it together. So the hurt space can be confusing because you start doing heart work and you're like, I've got all my crystals and my stuff. And I'm like, it's lovely. And then all of a sudden, you know, an abandonment wound comes up and you want to die. Like you're in so much pain because when you were three, that's how intense it felt. So learning also that you have your inner vulnerable self, also called the inner child, and you have your inner adult that a lot of people don't necessarily develop. Ah, inner adult. Your inner adult, healthy adult, not this militant. The healthy adult, okay. The healthy, loving, supportive structure, right? The unsexy parts, but they're so loving and they are sexy when they all come together. And then you have your higher self. And I usually draw a triangle. I say like, here's your child, here's your adult, here's your higher self. And when your adult's freaking out, you use your higher self because you're like, I don't know. Like, I'm, you don't go to your child. What do you think, six-year-old? No, that's not going to help. So- understanding our psyche that you never really grow up. Like you're always, you don't turn 18 and suddenly you're vulnerable inner. No, like, so you're always all those things. And to understand that when you go into the hurt space first, the heart space is the recalibrator. It's pure love. No hurt is there. It's impossible because hurt comes from the separation. It's, it's here. The herd is here in the human plane of the physical world. That's where we see a lion kill a zebra. And we're like, oh my God, it's terrible. Like, I still don't want to see that. But on the oneness plane and the heart in that soul spirit space, oneness literally means no duality, no, no yes. separation. Hurt can only exist in when separate. we've separated. And that's okay because you're human, right? So like some yes. people are like, oh, I should not feel hurt. I'm like, yes, you should. That was really hard. Right, of course. So that spiritual bypassing doesn't help. And, and that can be a really normal reaction to pain too. But when you can get into the heart space, listen, it knows how to take you there. If you can sit there long enough, if you can sit there long enough and feel, I, I so on the links, I'll have a free training of the heart breathing. Just feel your space under your hand, place your hand on the heart space. And then you feel the space under your hand, not rocket science. It's just consistency and patience and presence and attention. As you bring your attention to it, it's already there. You're not making it happen. Right. If I feel my heartbeat, I am now bringing my attention to something that was happening the whole time. Correct. That's, that's there all Hopefully the time. your heart's beating right all the or time. Or we are not talking. So it's irrelevant. I don't have to be like, unless you're dead, <laughs> caveat. I don't, you know, like, no, like <laughs> then you're not, that's not a problem because you can't hear me right now. But that attention to what is already there. Got like it. it's not, out, it's not out there. And I find that takes a long time. Like, like, so most of my packages are, you know, three months is good, but six months to really be like, no, really <laughs> always already there. This is who you are. Like a lot of repetition, but also the energy I'm seeing you is already, always already there. I'm seeing you is not broken. And that okay. helps people in train to that possibility as well. We can't, we're not meant to do it all alone. Every so often we need a guide. I've had many. Me too. And Me too. most of them I didn't seek out. I didn't really Google and uh, like it's they came to me, as I said, like 
Peruvian shamans literally in my apartment in Toronto, hanging out, doing a flower ceremony in my bathtub. Like cool <laughs> shit can happen <laughs> when you cannot seek, when you're not seeking. The seeking comes from the pain, right? The seeking comes from the brokenness, which is beautiful, which is going to bring you to your oneness. It's going to bring you to your wholeness. But if you stay in seeking, you're not receiving. That's a good point. That's a good point. Wow. That's a really good point. All right. So let's shift gears for a minute. What did you do in Ireland? (laughs) Uh, I went on a trip. I had a dream that I was in Ireland and that I went to go see a coach at the time when I was first starting my coaching stuff in 2011. And I drove to her place. She was the only coach I knew at the time. And she's like, I'm taking a group to Ireland. And I was like, huh, I am supposed to go. And that felt like a real, yes, like a real, like I had this dream and it was all green. And it was like, I'm in Ireland and la la. And then I'm there. And she's like, we're going to Ireland. And it's like, just because that stuff happens, you doesn't mean you act on it. You got to use your discernment. Just like for listeners, like yes. just be like synchronicity is an experience, not a thought. So if you're like, then this happened and this happened because this happened and this means I should buy this thing. Like if you're there, wait until you drop in. This was a full body. Yes. Anyway, go to Ireland. We went on a trip and I'll, I'll be honest. I am not a, where are we? And where are we in the map? And well, I have no, like, I can't even really know. I remember Glendalock but it was a tour of sacred site. There was some extraterrestrial cool stuff of like evidential things. Wow. That's yeah. not a real word, but I've made it a word now. Um, <laughs> the, the evidence. You're creative, very creative spirit. <laughs> the evidence of things that were physical. I'm like, oh, that's, that's a picture of an, uh, uh, like, you know, that are relics. Like they're like the amount of moss on them and all this kind of stuff that wasn't sure. made. Anyways, the one place that I felt a lot of power and I had this amazing experience when I'm in groups, I occur as an extrovert, but I'm more of an introvert. So I, I need to okay. be alone to power up and, and just not have other people's noise in my being. So I'll go, I'll wake up real early so I can get that experience and not try oh. to control other people. You should be quiet awesome. because I need you to be quiet. I'm like, no, I'll wake up early. So I'll be, there you go. I'll be able to do that. So I went on a like jog and And then I had been really immersed in the oneness stuff at the time. And then I went and just stood on this log and had this incredible oneness experience run through my body and run through my energy. And it, and it occurs as like, you're crying and then you're laughing. And then just this, this, it's kind of like just the voltage is moving through you and all the emotions because you're not controlling and because you're just being the receiver, we're moving through my body. But equally I was giving myself permission mentally to do that because I'd seen it in other people. I'd seen people go through a oneness experience and witness them move through all these things. So a lot of the times we, you know, we're mammals. We need to see things done by other people in order to give ourselves permission to have an experience. So I just wanted to mention that, that it all kind of comes together. And then we, where else did we go? And we went to a lot of grave sites and we did ceremonies to release energies of people that died in the famine yeah and so wow. I would sing I would sing at those a lot of the time singing is another bridge between the world so artists are shamans right they bring something from the intangible world into the tangible world at the most purest you know those songs where you just can't help but love them like that place sure. sometimes we manufacture pop songs and they're like there's these musical pieces that come from someplace else. And we recognize it when we listen to it. So I would sing at the ceremonies and yeah, I can't actually like really remember. And then we went to a cool place where you can see where the sun comes in and it's complete darkness. The Grange? 
Was it the green? Yes. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. Like she, we would just be like, get in the bus, everybody. And then we'd go, and we'd yeah. go yeah. somewhere. And, and a lot of it too, was the group. It was a really beautiful soul family type group where like you have these great conversations in the van yeah. and Lovely. you walk, you know, you're driving through seeing the green and seeing the random, like some waterfall. Oh, look to the right. There's this, it's so beautiful. And then I yeah. remember going, going for another walk in the lushness. Like it's just, the, it really is magical land. And it's I'm so, Irish. And, oh. It really yeah. is. You're Irish? I'm part Irish. Yeah. So I, it- I don't have a speck of Irish. <laughs> <laughs> my name comes, my Ryan name comes from my husband. But I, when I went to Ireland, I, I just walked around in some magical cloud the entire time I was there. I just adored it. That's why I was curious. Like, oh, you went to Ireland. And I really just went on a journey, like get in the van, go stay here, roommate with this person. And that kind of allowed me to stay in in heart space experience versus where we're we going now and driving on the other side of the road no thank you I'm glad that I got <laughs> driven around on that trip that would oh, me too. out <laughs> yeah so, I hear you you know so I'm so glad for that trip and um that those experiences and then I do feel that geographically we re-entrain with parts of our ancestors and there's a lot of the more healing you do, I mean, I'll be honest, I was pissed off the first time I heard this, like, oh, you've done all your healing. Now heal your ancestors and now heal the planet. I'm like, screw you. Screw you. I want to be done. <laughs> Take a responsibility for everyone else. <laughs> so my inner child was not impressed with that message from spirit. And that's how real spirituality works. It's not always like your spirit talks to you and then you're like, okay, let's go. It's all good. It's all roses and lollipops. It's like, when I went to Peru, it was like, I don't want to go to Peru. I'm busy. Like that. I was like the message from spirit, go to Peru. Nope. I got stuff to do. You know, my receivers were battling my mental world was like, this doesn't make sense. I've got stuff to do. La, la, la. But I went because I, it, it was just, did you I go to know, Machu Picchu? Yes. I mean, like it's kind of hard not to go to Machu Picchu and you, I know. Right. But who knows there are, um, I will say what I did, I took a group the second time because I thought oh this would be great to do with my friend Susan who I met in Ireland and it's funny I met Susan in Ireland and our birthdays were similar so we were roommates but we then had Peruvian shamanism in common oh wow so then we had the Peruvian so I always forget that I met her in Ireland because of this Peruvian shamanism connection but going to Peru was another initiation kind of for me and then apparently in 2012 when I went there was literally documented by like John Valoma Kizadek and all these other people that there was this Kundalini awakening happening in that exact location. So when wow. spirits like go to Peru, I'm like, oh, I don't want to. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like this whole world that I, of spirit that can see more your life yeah. than you can't see. And then eventually right. you can start to participate with that. In the day. full holographic presence, you know, from that bigger, far bigger perspective that it's very hard for us to grasp. Yeah beyond time and space. Right. And so it's, it's, so what I do say to people for listeners is that spirit speaks your language. And what I mean by that is if you associate love with your grandmother, you might get a message from your grandmother. And this is all spirit talking to you and just finding the best way to get to you. It could be a movie. It could be your favorite song. Like spirit doesn't care. It's just like, how do we get through this human to this human? (laughs) (laughs) How can we penetrate that? Yeah. Show them a movie, play them a song, like something that will be received. And then you will associate like your grandmother with messages of spirit. And then that becomes something that again, from the human level is relieving. 
And that's how spirit should feel. So even though it was like, go to Peru, I'm like, no, I don't want to go to Peru. There was still this thread of like, there's something there, like there's something bringing me towards it. Yeah. And a lot of times you can say no, but it'll just come up again. Yeah. And, and possibly with more density and more struggle, because we're like, I guess these humans need to be in a lot of pain to actually make change. Give them a you car know. accident. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you <gosh. know? laughs> But it, there's a, there's a graduation from that. I just had a tree hit by lightning and it took out the hydropool and there was a fire. It looked very dramatic. I'm not like making it mean something and like getting all into it. I'm like, Oh, the lightning. I haven't had a chance. My body's still in shock. I went to the massage person and she's like, what is going on? I'm like, Oh wow. All the adrenaline in my body. Cause I'm a human is still activated. Cause there was a fire 10 feet from my house that could have taken out my house and who knows. And the fire wasn't coming and 911, 911 didn't answer the phone. Like when does that happen? Like that's insane. I know. So I haven't, this is a real live moment where this just happened. The tree's still down. I need to figure that out. But what I'm not doing is trying to make it mean something in my mental mind. Gotcha. Cause there's not no brilliance there when it comes to the unknown, nothing. It's just a waste of space and time and energy and noise. It's just, <laughs> just why bother? I'm very practical that way. I'm like, why, why even, Oh, it could be this. It could be that. Blah, blah. But as this morning I looked at the tree and I thought, ooh, lightning, ooh, shamanism. Ooh, there's something, there is something here around something. There's something here for me to get into my heart space, but my body's still, my nervous system's still a little too, like, ah, that it's not, I haven't been able to receive yet, but I just started to this morning. So, you know, and then I will unpack that. But sometimes stuff just happens around you. Well, of course, stuff just happens. No question about it. So, and that to me is what the magic is because when stuff just happens that you are surprised by, there's often something in that for you to pay attention to, right? The synchronicity. So a synchronicity is like, what oh we yeah, all a coincidence, right? But yeah. it's, you know, my uh, like next version of synchronicity is just you're a participant in the creation with the creation itself. Like, so some a lot of synchronicities I have now aren't like Jenna go this way. They're not like a, leading me like a dog. They're just glimpses. Sometimes I don't know if you do this. I'll have the TV on, just kind of as like a babysitter for my noisy yeah, brain, right. and it'll just be yeah. there, and I'm like not really watching it. So I'm like texting someone, and I write an exact phrase. And then the person on the TV says the exact thing. No, and I'm like, that has never happened to me. Well, <laughs> maybe it might now that it's, you know, it's a possibility, yeah, but like maybe. things like that, where I'm like, Hi. or when you're thinking of a song and then it comes on the radio, yeah, that's those, one. those are those where it's not necessarily trying to give you a message. It's just saying you are part of this infinite web. And like, you've just experienced joining point or whatever. I don't know the language for it again, yeah. from the heart space. Yeah. I don't know the language for it, but like you're participating with creation itself all the time. And the work I do is to help people embody and become the creator they're meant to be their nature. Um, that it does have the receivers and does have this capacity to navigate all these different worlds and being human and being a being so that they can create rather than react. And that is so much more empowering because when you're creating, you're focused, you're in charge, you're, mm -hmm. you know, using your power or whatever versus 
reacting when you're just like, oh no, what about that? Oh no, what about that? And the, you know, you're just reacting is it's a completely, it's a different level completely. So it's a completely different experience of life. And it's so much better. And I just want that for other people. Like I was a spaz in my twenties, like, and every so often I would notice people experiencing me as a spaz and just being like, Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> This is not who I really am, but this is what's happening right now. And and so knowing I've been, you know, I'm not some magical creature necessarily, but I've been through pain and I've been through struggle and I've been through trauma and lots of other people have or haven't. Even people that don't go through trauma, they're just going through basic human discomfort and, and that's all okay. This really sounds good because I love the idea of instead of focusing on all this fixing, 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 like, Ugh. You know, for me, like every time people are, they're fixing themselves, then they're, they're broken, you know, and mm-hmm. you, you know, you can't get out of that cycle. I, I had a client today who said to me, please tell me I don't need therapy again. I'm like, no, I, I, you don't need therapy again. What's happening is the therapy is for awareness and now it's time for action. So, you know mm. what it's about, what are you going to do as a result? So more therapy about that wouldn't get you to necessarily act. It's about time to act. That's what coaching is about taking action, right? That's the whole point. Which which is why after I did my psychotherapy degree, and then I did another psychotherapy degree, I was like, there's something else that needs to come here into play. And that's exactly also why I didn't join the psychotherapy union where you're like valid as a psychotherapist, because they would make me validate my, what my, clients are doing, what am I saying? How I'm using your process I'm using. Is it psychotherapy or is it shamanism or is it ontological coaching? And they're like, you would have to have notes for all of that. I'm like, hell no. What I do work, whatever. Case closed. (laughs) So I I guess what my point is of my little grumblings with that organization, still locked in. It's still locked into a form and then coaching the ontological coaching in particular, how to create from creation ontology is really wacky to look up because you're going to get all these different things, but in like Kierkegaard and these different philosophers were ontologists. So it's like really looking at what makes reality, reality, what makes this, what's this all about? And then how do I participate with that? So the ontological coaching is about you're participating. You're, you're not this victim. You're like, be the creator in your life. And let's look at the evidence of the life and act from there. So it's very, it was, for me as a person where the tire hit the road, because I had all this training Ah. and it was like, so what are you going to do today? Are you going to work out because you want to be more fit or are you going to cuddle your cat longer? Cause I did that this morning, but then I worked out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you can do both. That's excellent. And then, yeah, I didn't do an hour workout. I did a 20 minute workout. So this is where you're playing with busting through all or nothing, but but the coaching, like therapy, so yes, I'm a trained therapist, but that it's like, let's heal that, but you're not meant to stay there. No. Gather and go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow, we covered a lot of territory. <laughs> That's why my Instagram is at Adventures in Jenna Land, because I was like, that seems right. <laughs> I seems think right. right on the money. <laughs> <laughs> With lots of laughter and smiling, creativity and surprises and insight. It's Thanks. a great adventure. Absolutely. I've, I've certainly <laughs> enjoyed it. So do you have anything you want to share with the listeners before we wrap up? Yes. 
Well, if you would like more, I am doing much better at providing you more. There's a link that you'll get in the show notes that will lead you to my teachable page, but you can also find it on my website, jennasmithcoaching.com, J-E-N-N-A, where you can do the heart breathing exercise, where you can do a meditation that will help you to entrain. So anything that we've been talking about today, I'm doing a lot of free stuff. So you can go there, do the meditation, start this for yourself. There, you don't have to do anything. If you feel called and you want an immersion, I do a 90 minute immersion for one specific topic. So you're not going to fix your whole life in 90 minutes, but if that feels no, but you know, a nugget is good. It's something tangible. Yeah. I'm not going to oversell something. So like one thing, and then I'll help you unpack that one thing and then leave you with a little toolkit of what to do next. So that will be in the link as well, the 90 minute immersion. So those are the best things that I've found to help people in the beginning. There's all the free stuff. And then there's the potential for one immersion. And then I have one-on-one spots for mentorship, but it's pretty full now. So I might have one spot left. Yeah. That sounds great. I love, first of all, I love that immersion word because I talk about immersion too, from my um, love coaching package. I, you know, I always talk about how you really just want to immerse yourself in the love and full mm. immersion. And that was my process for going through finding love and my whole journey on definitely immersing yourself is really the way to go versus putting a toe in the water and going, it's cold. You know, that's, it's just not going to work. So the other thing that I think so synchronistic about today, I just finished an article today and posted it about heart breathing. (laughs) So we're, we're, we're like somehow tuned in together, which I think is so exciting. I love that kind of thing. That's the synchronicities I look Best. for. Yes. So Jenna, what a pleasure. I love your energy <laughs> and the way you look at the world and how you've been all over and work with so many different people. And then you pull it all together and you help people get out of their own way. Yes. I love that. That is magical. So Thank you so much with sharing for sharing all that with us today. And I absolutely will put all of your contact stuff into the show notes so uh, people can find you. Yeah. Well, it's been wonderful. I love going on these journeys. <laughs> yeah, it was excellent. Thanks again. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to like this episode if you enjoyed it. Write a positive review if you feel inspired and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'll have more about love and magic next time. Until then, this is Oceana Fortuna reminding you to share your love and seek magic every day.